I want people to feel like they are connected in some way, shape, or form. <laughs> I like that. This is a production of Zoomix Radio. Zoomix Radio is important because que ofrece espacios para diálogo y escuchar diferentes voces. Esta es una producción de Zoomix Radio. We are a community station powered by youth. This is DJ Rel and Catch Wreck. And we are Bang Radio. Bang, 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 We bring you Boston-based music, arts, events, and lifestyle. Friday mornings, tune in at 11 a.m. to 12 p.m. because we're on 94.9 FM Zoomix Radio. Also, we're cool. Yeah. Welcome, y'all. This is Lou Bangers in the building. For today's episode, we have a special guest in the building. We have Buddha Thai in the building. What's going on, y'all? Oh, what up? It's going good, man. How you feeling? I'm feeling all right, man. This is uh, my first radio show in many years, but, you know, I We're gonna feel, make it I feel work. comfortable. We're going to make it. it work, Absolutely. for sure. So with that being said, let's go into the music. So first up, we have Stay Tuned here on Bang Radio. Welcome back, listeners. This is Bang Radio, your host, Lou Bangers. And we're still here in the building, and my special guest is still here with me, Buddha Thai. Greetings. Man, how you feeling, bro? Like, again. <laughs> I'm feeling good. I'm After feeling listening good. to all the music. You know, I'm feeling good. I'm also feeling more aware that there are a lot of great out- artists out there in Boston. I live under uh, my own little rock a lot of the time, you know, in my own little my home studio, producing and writing and... Uh, collaborating with the people I work with around me in my neighborhood mostly. So um, Definitely. And you were saying off air that D-Phrase, right? Yes. Shout outs to Daniel. I, don't, I shouldn't say his full name. He might not want people <laughs> to know that. No gloves, but, no uh, D-Phrase, one half of Optic Bloom. Yeah, he's it's a good friend of mine. I saw he was on the show at one point, um, and I ran into him at a Nightworks event. Uh, shout outs to that, by the way. Jake Rosen for putting that together, yeah. Um, and, uh, he had seen me and, and I'd seen him and I was, he was like, why do you look so familiar, man? I was like, man, we used to be friends, you know, we, so, we used to know each other back yeah. in the day. I used to be making beats on Fruity Loops over at a, a mutual friend of ours house. And, uh, he told me that I was, uh, one of his inspirations for being serious and doing what he does. And now, you know, now I'm a fan of his and I'm trying to get on his level. So nice. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. So, word, word, word. So thank you, you to phrase. Thank you. You might not know some of the artists, but you know definitely know DeFraze and some other cats as well from the city making some noise. I know DeFraze. I know one of the guys that's here with you, Catchrek, another good friend of mine. So shout nice. outs to him, of course. Nice, nice. Um, so, Ty, where did you grow up in Boston? Great question. Um, so I grew up in Boston. I've lived here my whole life, minus a couple of years for college. I was out in Chicago. But um, I moved around every few years. So I was a, I was a public school kid and... Um, my parents would basically uh, make moves or shifts depending on, you know, what schools they felt would be best for me at the time. So, um, you know, I, I spent the first couple of years of my life in Hyde Park over on Taunton Ave, like the Mattapan border. Uh, from there, I spent a couple of years in Medf- Medford, pretty forgettable, not too much went on there. And then we went to Cambridge and I spent a lot of my... Um, oh, wow. Was gr- that was that the moment where you... Oh, no, we talked off air so people wouldn't know, but like um, the Beat Boy... Uh, that didn't quite happen yet. Uh, okay. Back then, I was obsessed with basketball. I thought I was going to be in the NBA <laughs> when I grew up. So, you know, I was I was that little kid, you know, scrawny kid on the court who was who was trying to, 
you know, show off and have the best dribbles, the best handles, and, you know, taking three-point shots when they didn't make sense, but I would like, you know, I would make them more than half the time, I would say, but I, I was, I hadn't quite gotten into hip-hop at that point in time, um, but I was, that's when I was in uh, in grade school, spent a lot of years over there, um, and then I moved to Newton for high school, and actually, that's more so when I started getting into hip hop when I was in when I was in Newton and I didn't ex- get it from Newton. It was because I didn't want to be in Newton, so I would leave whenever I got a chance. And that's when I started meeting would people. Who, ditch school, not it's, ditch school, okay. but like when I had time, yeah. you know, I would I would um, I would go out, look up, like find out about events going on on around the city oh, okay. that involved anything to do with with hip hop so and dancing busy. and music. And so yeah, I kept I kept busy at the time. Yeah, yeah. So, um, actually, so really when it started to get into hip hop, yeah, so it started from b-boying. I was, I was a break dancer. That was my introduction into the, into the hip hop world, into the culture, into the elements. Um, so I come from a very like, this is hip hop history and these are the elements. And I'm, I'm not like, you know, a stickler for it nowadays, but that is definitely how I started. Your introduction. Um, yeah, yes. Yeah. That was my intro. It was like, these are the elements and this is what hip hop is supposed to be. And I've definitely, uh loosened up since then but you know i was one of the guys yeah nas is the greatest and yeah all this radio mumble stuff i just i can't now i'm I'm pretty open i like a little bit of everything and my music is starting to be Mm. influenced by uh other subgenres of hip-hop you know trap and different things like that i start i've started not really my rapping style but the way that i put together my beats have have started to take some of that influence taking some of the elements as you hear yeah as i hear what what it's being played mainly on the radio yeah 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 yeah, radio or just what i know i know what's i know what attracts people i know it's getting people's attention on on a wider scale you know and i know that the hip-hop that i listen to and that i made from the beginning was is definitely becoming a much more narrow uh, scope at the moment but i don't want to lose that because that's where i come from so i'm trying to incorporate a little bit of you're influenced by the music and yeah hip-hop yeah. and rap and yeah all of it all word. of it yeah all, word, of, it. Word, all word. of it yeah but talk about music you know when i listen to your music i get the sense that you gather a lot of your influence from a lot of uh anime and pop culture can you uh talk to us a little bit about why that is yes i can because I am a nerd. <laughs> so am I. <laughs> no so, shame. You know, that's, I mean, you know, I feel like a lot of artists who are really passionate about what they do, they are absolutely a nerd about something because you'll see consistent themes and topics in their work. And so for me, I grew up, you know, staying like, wow, I have great memories of staying up late. My mom's asleep. I'm downstairs by myself in the living room and I couldn't wait for Adult Swim to come on. And I would, wa- I would stay up late watching Adult Swim. And, you know, that was Cowboy Bebop, Trigun, Inuyasha, um, Roman Kenshin. Yo, Because I remember hearing. Uh, yeah. So, two, there's two tracks on my album, uh, Bridges and uh, Creatures of the Sun. And the introductions, actually, I think there are two tracks sequentially in order. And the introductions are clips from. Um, and what's the album? Randy Kenshin. And what's the album? The album? Yeah. Uh, the album. Uh, my album's called A Man Out of Time. Can you explain to us why the title? Yes, very much so. Uh, a Man Out of Time. So, this is my first studio album. I released it June 13th. I did a, a release party uh, at the place that I worked, Turtle Swamp Brewing, which is in Jamaica Plain. He's wearing a shirt, y'all. Yeah. I'm wearing Represent. a shirt. I'm, I'm repping right now. I'm wearing the <laughs> shirt. It matches the brim of my hat. It's dope. You can see us right now. No. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so, A Man Out of Time. It has actually a bit of a double meaning to it. So, there's the literal sense of it where it's like a man out of time i am running out of time like i'm i'm about to be 30 in november i've been doing this this music stuff since i was like 18 17 18 years old is when i really started and i kind of have faded in and out of treating it really seriously and 
kind of seeing it as like a hobby, but I've never really pushed it to the place that I've always imagined myself pushing it to. And so uh, I really, I feel like I'm starting to run out of time, whether that's true or not, but in my head I am. And so I, I really want to get it together and um, uh, start to produce results and see myself progressing further than I have uh, throughout my 20s. The other meaning of it is a man who was out of time, like out of this current time that that we live in. So short backstory to that. Um, uh, my family's good friends with, you know, and some people don't really believe in this, but a woman who's a spiritual medium and she's been doing it her whole life. Uh, you know, she, she's got a lot of sensitivity to, to spirits and things like that. She does past life reading. She does a lot of, um, really, really interesting. Yes. She does a lot of really interesting work with people. Um, and, uh, this is, this is, if this wasn't a longtime family friend, I might not really have believed in it as much as I do, but there, uh, there are other stories to do with how I got to know her that really, um, make this valid for me. But anyways, I went to see her and one of the first things she described when she, when she saw me, was she was like, you look like a man at a time. And I was like, what do you mean? And she was like, well, you incarnated in this time period and it seems like your soul didn't really want to be here necessarily but you wow. are here because you feel like you have something that you need to do a message so yes and at the end of the album on mission x you hear me say like if you ever feel like you're out of place or out of time like i do this is my advice share your light and so um this is what i'm trying to do i'm trying to share what i know i can offer uh what i know where i know my my talents lie and where i'm naturally inclined to be um, I'm trying to bring that forth into the world and get the courage to do that. And and even though it's, uh, it's scary because it's an exposure of, of your truest self, I feel like it's just got to be done, you know? Definitely. Yeah. I mean, I was going to ask because I wrote it down, the quote that you that you wrote in your raps. I, it was, uh, for the listeners, here it goes. It's, you were way too close to letting your aspirations become faded memories, mm-hmm. a dreamer who drifted from his path. Mm-hmm. And I felt like that was a powerful message because mm-hmm. I wanted to hear from you, like, but at least you explain to us why that is. Yeah. It's amazing. I can. Thank you. Um, <laughs> so it's funny. I recorded that like 730 in the morning. I was so <laughs> exhausted. I, I kind of wish it was just, there's no filter that just kind of came out of me. And that's also partly why I kept it because I didn't overthink it. I was, I just was a very authentic expression. And so what I, what I basically uh, I'm referring to within those, that statement there is that um, a lot of my twenties, from early early to like late twenties, like maybe up to a couple of years ago, um, I was I was living a wild life. I was, um, you know, getting into a lot of things that weren't good for myself, good for my health, good for my being. Uh, my you know, my discipline was down the drain. Um, you know, drinking a lot. You know, amongst other things, and and I was letting these things that I knew were a part of me and that I knew I could do more with fall by the wayside. I felt the music falling away. I felt myself not paying attention to it, not giving it priority, not taking it seriously in the way I used to. And I was starting to realize that I was in my head, I was still an artist, but the reality was I wasn't manifesting anything. I wasn't doing anything. And so, um, because of the vices, because of the vices, um, and, and just lack, lack of, uh, motivation. I mean, laziness to be completely honest in a lot of ways, I felt like I was just being, plain lazy about things what was the shift that made you decide like oh no i gotta take it serious now was there a moment where you hit a a brick and you were like oh this is the last there is yes uh like many great stories it all started when uh when i met a wonderful woman um (laughs) she actually so uh her name's Brittany, uh and she 
is the artist of the cover of my album. She did the album cover. She, but she's ah. traditionally a fine artist. She does classic European-style painting. She goes to a, a fine art academy. She does figure. Uh, she does portrait work. She does still life. Um, I mean, she's the type of person that, you know, puts framed pieces in galleries and sells them for $2,000. Like, she's a, she's, she's a real serious painter. And so starting to date somebody who was on that trajectory and was on that path and who had that mindset of like, this is what I'm going to do. And this is, this is the focus of my life made me realize I should be, and I could be doing the exact same thing. And I, and I realized I'm in love with this woman. And if I really want to stay with her, I've got to be on my hustle too, because she's just going to keep going and move past me. And I'm going to be stuck feeling like I failed at everything. And so that was a really scary thought for me. Um, and so even though I am doing it for myself, she was really like the fire under me that, that made me realize I, I, I should, let's I need go, to, keep, yeah, shout let's go, to, let's, let's go shout out to Brittany, Round of Brittany. and uh, <laughs> on Instagram, she is, uh, the Panda goddess. That's her Instagram. If you want to check out some of her art. So, um, so yeah, so yeah, let's, um, with that being said, we're going to play a song from you. Buddha Tai. We're going right. to play Valor. Can you explain to the people a little bit about the song? Yeah. Um, Valor, uh, I oh, guess. Valor. No, that's okay. Uh, yeah. No worries. Valor is, is, is also an excellent word, and I could have <laughs> called it that, but I called it Valor. <laughs> uh, the title actually came after the, the, the lyrics because I say Valor towards the end of it for all, you know, hip-hop Valor, for all those who came before me. Uh, Valor is like a woven tapestry, you know, made up of, of various parts, and so that's how I feel like my work is. It's a woven tapestry of all of what I've accumulated from hip-hop history and stuff like that and all the music that i've listened to uh it's the first track off the album um you know it's got a very like eastern influence sample i believe it's like a koto or a harp um or a mixture i did a couple different instruments in that and then um i pretty much it's just an introduction of here's me who i am this is like the intro to the album and i just spit 32 bars of destruction and then the song fades out and then it gets and starts to get into the real tracks so a man out of time a man out of time yep man out of time yes the listeners here it goes Valor by Buddha Thai. Enjoy. Bang Radio. Yeah. Yeah. Just to train the mind-body The grind of shinobi not designed as a hobby Pilates, Obi-Wan's only prodigy Jump like Shonen, show the only just a part of me Open pharmacy with favors for the party Pop out the shrine just to drop a whole army Bars, bazaar, steez, hops, wheat and barley A ninja from the hills, Jamaica plains, Chris Farley Seeds of lotus, planted by the ronin The fight of the chosen, just to smite like opponents I shed possessions, head sketching precious moments Smack a snare, six smitty with components These odd stories like blogs from Rick and Morty Saved by a goddess from a life lost in 40s Now that the core is for a sword that's complete This hip-hop floors for all those who came before me I live life to win it A law-abiding citizen be with you in a minute Yeah, these north winds are blistering Himalayan hymns hum to the tune of True love, it's news for these new bucks No bogey rap, hoagies with the cool cuts Roll with old schoolers, rules can't fool us I Stay lofted, tie Ross, the intruder. Musical monsoons and tunes from a tuba. It's major time with the minor in opera. I keep deep impact, deep pack chopper. Keep off the 
final offer. Come chill with the vinyl doctor, craft beer taps proper. Tygon Jin, gone to Vinjatari. I've kicked Milwaukee since a child watching Barney. High Starry, cold brew Campari. The Steez Wild freaking freestyle safaris. Buddha Blade. Coming straight from the basement, Bang Radio. Here, your host, Lou. Special guest in the building, Buddha Tai. And we are literally live from the basement. We are in a basement. Yes, we are. <laughs> but I like that. It feels right. Cold as it is. <laughs> <laughs> it's the right temperature. I run hot. You know? yeah. Word. Spitting right. the hot fires. <laughs> yeah. You know, <laughs> right. it heats up one's body, you know. Word. <laughs> so during the break, we were um, discussing about the event, um, Nightworks. Can you talk to us a little about that? I could talk to you a very little bit about that. And we had mentioned DeFraze before. He's one of their go-to performers uh, in that event. But it's um, this network of people that has formed over the last handful of years, calling themselves like the Boston Beat Scene. I don't know if that's the official name. I know that's an Instagram that you can check out that uh, involves a lot of these guys. But uh, Nightworks is an incredible event that um, I've attended one. I'm going to be attending my second one, September 14th, Backlash Brewing in uh, in, in Roxbury. Um, and it's a collective of, of extremely passionate, creative, and talented beat makers essentially they're just raw beat makers and um you know they master the machines that they use and they take it and create a live performance so it's like beat makers taking their their sp404s and their mpcs and their you know and their midi controllers and this and that and turning it into a live performance um so instead of just like having a computer in fact computers are pretty discouraged and just pressing next here's my next beat here's my they are creating and building these beats live for you you know via presets sometimes they're even playing the samples live for you and they're basically djing their own beats uh on live using their their you know preferred machines um and it is a fantastic event it's something i'd eventually like to get into being somebody who's been a beat maker for over a decade now um but i'm so far i have just been a studio beat maker i've never tried to do it live this is a newer experience for me so any advice, contact me because I would love to learn how to do that. But yeah, so that's essentially what Nightworks is. And that's going to be held as the episode 12, Saturday, September 14th from that 8 p.m. to 1 a.m. That is correct, sir. Nice. Yes. Word, word, word. Yeah. And also, I wanted to ask you, since we're talking about a collective and a group, you were talking to me off air about Shogun Assassins. Can you talk about to us a little bit about that? I can, yeah. So Shogun Assassins, or SAU, Shogun Assassin Universe, uh, was a collective that as I, it started before me, before my time. Um, a longtime friend of mine, a uh, former roommate of mine, uh, Warren, or goes by Wiz, as he's known, Wiz Hands, Woody Wiz. Um, Which is on the album, too. He is on the album, yeah. He's on the track, The Truth Bop, second verse on that album. Um, and that was, I think, an ex- a real good example of what Shogun Assassins used to do, which was really raw, organic, on-the-spot, in-studio building of songs. You know, like, pre-planning was what happens sometimes, but it was very much just, like, freestyle, on-the-spot, you know, type of create- creativity. Um, and it was a collective of people of various generations. Uh, some of the people are older than me. Some people are about my age. And... Um, we all the commonality that we all basically were really into martial arts films and eastern culture and anime and some of the things that we had had mentioned earlier as people who were very like-minded in in their interests in that way but who also 
we're hip-hop artists and love to rap and love to freestyle, especially a lot of our sessions were just, you'll never, ever hear from them ever again because it was just like no mics, no nothing, just us in the spot with some beer and some herb, and we would just freestyle for hours and hours and hours. And so I kind of got introduced into that collective through being a beat maker, and a lot of my beats have uh, like like Eastern or Middle Eastern sounding samples and it really caught their attention. Um, and I also, the way that I freestyle the topics that I talk about, the things that I reference were also within that realm. Um, and I was, I was one of the younger people to sort of mess around with that group. And it was more of a lifestyle and a way of thinking than anything. You know, by the time I had gotten, gotten to be a part of it, we weren't really recording or performing per se. It was more just like we would get together and just get that vibe going, you know, get that cypher going. And um, what age were you when you were introduced to this? Uh, I was probably, I was like mid-teens. I was maybe like 16, something like that. So um, did it come at a perfect time for you in your life? I would say it did. It's a, it came at an absolutely fantastic time because I was looking for people who were like really doing what I was trying to do, what I saw myself doing. People who loved to do what I do, who, who weren't afraid to just be themselves and express, and express themselves uh, in the ways that I, I also like to do. And therefore, it gave me an outlet to, to express myself without fear of judgment or feeling self-conscious about what I was doing. And it was a really comfortable environment to nurture, um, to, to nurture my art. Yeah. Beautiful. Yeah. <laughs> and also talking about building a, a sound, you also do production, right? Because you were saying a bit about, um, you know, your things here and there. I don't know the names of NPCs. That's all right. <laughs> but, um, I mean, how is that transition? Is it difficult for you, like coming from raps, then to, to making beats and working with other people around the city when they want to tip uh, a type of beat? Um, no, I mean, it kind of naturally just flows together. You know, the difficult, the most difficult part is making sure like I'm on top of my stuff. And like, if somebody okay. reaches out to me, make sure that I'm responsive and make sure that I follow through and, and get together and, and make something happen. But I actually, I actually began making beats. The beat making came first. And, uh, that happened when I went out to college in Chicago. I was in uh, the South Loop, downtown Chicago for two and a half or so years, uh, Columbia College. I was an audio arts and acoustics major. Uh, I should have done better than I did. I definitely failed some important classes a couple of times. I wasn't completely, didn't have my head in academics at the time, uh, so to speak. But um, I met some people out there, which is what I, important thing that I extract from that time, uh, who were really, really serious about their beat making and really good at what they were doing. And they were using all types of things. Um, the one I learned the most from was a guy, uh, he went by Cody DeCamry. I don't know if he's still completely active on the scene. Um, and he was producing using Fruity Loops, FL Studios. And so uh, it was like the 8XL version. That was the first one I used. And I used that exact same version, refused to upgrade for several years because it was just the one I knew. It was intuitive to me. It was like an extension of my mind, you know. And so wow. um, yeah. <laughs> so I, my, my production started with sample-based beat making. So I would chop stuff up with Audacity. And then I would take my chops and I would put it into Fruity Loops. And then there was a, a thing within Fruity Loops called Fruity Slicer, which would naturally basically, it would it would take your, um, as long as you cut it on beat, you know, four bars, eight bars, it would chop it up evenly, you know, four slices, eight slices, and then you could play it or like use a, a, a paint roll and like pattern it out. So I like to call my beat making like advanced level patterning because patterning, that's what it felt like to me, making really advanced patterns, you know, with sound waves, and then it would just sort of add drums on top of that. But I also had a really extensive uh, uh, library of drums that I had inherited from various producers I met out in the Midwest who would give me their like exclusive... Uh, you know, um, libraries of, of, of percussion sounds, you know, drums, hi-hat, snares, all that kind of stuff, drum breaks. 
uh, which I've kept uh, from hard drive to hard drive. I've just kept it with me through the years. Wow. And so I still... That's the magic right there. Yeah, people. yeah. So now <laughs> I feel like I have, you know, like in a, a priceless artifact, you know, in my possession, you know, these hard drives. Um, and now my my mode of, uh, my, my program, my DAW of choice is Ableton Live. I use Ableton Live. Um, and that works the best for how I'm trying to create music these days. And it also, now I've been acquiring out gear equipment. So I've got like, you know, Akai MPD and um arturia mini lab and all that kind of stuff and so i it just plug and play with them you can just it, plug them right in adjust a few things and they're ready to go for at least how i like to go about making beats so, so it sounds to me that your chicago trip was a success it was a success <laughs> it was a success and then what happened the reason i started rapping i went on a tangent there is because i was making all these beats but i wasn't always around other mcs and i wanted to hear how a rapper would sound on the music that i was making because oh, i was listening okay. to i mean i was a huge hip-hop fan i was listening to Anything that had come out in the '90s, like I was completely stuck, like Mob trying to Mob, Mob yeah. D, Biggie Smalls, you know, DMX. I mean, you name it, you know, um, even more obscure Big stuff L. too, you know, um, um, you know, Smooth the Hustler, Trigger, the, you know, stuff that was like underground hot too. Like I would find a way to figure out about it. I think the explosion of YouTube was a huge help with that because people were uploading things that I never would have been able to find out about before. Um, but so I started writing to my own music. And then I started realizing that like I was having fun with this writing and it was a form of creativity and expression that I felt like I could really tap into. And then also through freestyling, getting comfortable freestyling in front of other people, sort of the writing and the freestyling blended together and that started to develop my my rapping style as well. Hmm. And then um, also I want to uh, kind of get from you, like what do you think about the Boston scene at the moment? It's a great Your question, on and it. it's one that I wish I had more to say about. Yes. And it's not because I don't like it; it's because I don't feel like I know enough about it. Okay. Um, uh, like I said, you know, a lot of my twenties were spent trying to, being that you you went to Chicago and seen that scene, yeah, sort of like the kind of like, I guess the the dichotomy between the two. Sure, is there like a similarity? Is there a difference? It's there. It's. I feel like there's some similarities. I feel like there's a lot of differences, though. Um, I feel like the Boston scene, and this is something you may have heard from other artists, it doesn't feel very unified to me. I feel like mm -hmm. a lot of people are in their yeah, own little worlds. They're trying to be all trying to be just the best in Boston, and that's it. And like, I just feel like there's not a mindset that's thinking outside of what can we do with this music that's not just being a I'm a great Boston rapper. I feel like there needs to be more collaboration. I feel like there needs to be more support between artists. Um, you know, and this is from the little I've been, you know, I, I haven't been out in the scene in a while. I'm this is me now trying to come back into a scene that I almost don't even recognize and so I'm feeling it out. You know, I'm at a, a at a stage where I'm currently now talking to promoters and bookers and I'm trying to get gigs and shows for myself. So I'll soon see kind of what the scene is like uh in present day, but um you know, hearing from what, you know, talking to friends who are artists and stuff like that, a lot of them say the same thing, which is they, they feel like Boston could be a little bit more self-supportive, like, of, you know, the artists of each other within the city. Because um, you go somewhere like Atlanta or, or uh, you know, certain places in California or even in Chicago, I felt like artists were really linking with each other a lot more and really trying to make the whole scene rise as opposed to just their own little clique, you know, so. Wow. Yeah. While you saying that makes me think about our last question ah. for the youngins. What might that be? It's um, what would you say for a younger audience who is into hip hop or music or just want to be creative but don't know where to go? Since we're here in Zoomix and you know Zoomix is a youth-led program, what would your advice be for for the young youngins? Well, 
the youngins are definitely growing up in a different world that I did, you know, with, with social media and all that kind of stuff. The, the, the possibility for an independent artist or somebody who, you know, a young person interested in art to be successful and, and make it a legitimate uh, career and path for themselves is, is a whole new level of possibility that I didn't see until, you know, in, you know, in my 20s, mid to later 20s. So I would say, you know, figure out how the game works and come to places like Zoomix where they have resources available and people who are passionate and they just do it because they want to be doing it and they want to see other people be successful at doing it is, is you know, find community centers like this and, and talk to people and get involved and just show up and go to the go to events that are, are available to you because a lot of this stuff can be accessed. You don't, you don't necessarily need money. You, there are a lot of free accessible things within the city that I think people can go to to... To, to sort of learn what they need to know or meet the right people to send them in the right direction. Um, so I would say, you know, you feel like you want to do something or you're good at something. I'm a great rapper. I'm really good at writing. I, I love trying to make beats. I don't really know how to do it, but I feel like I have great ideas for it. I mean, if you're by yourself and you don't have access to someone right away, I mean, the internet is full of information. Uh, there are lots of incredible tutorials all over YouTube, you know, just, I mean, as simple as Google searching it. And it's going to take a little time, but like you can find what you're looking for. Um, and I mean, I guess, you know, just, just don't, as cliche as this sounds, don't doubt yourself. Like really like try to explore what it is that you're interested in that and what you're trying to do. Cause we, I think we are in a world where independent art, can can succeed in uh on a in a whole new way that that i i you know i haven't seen i hadn't seen as much growing up so bang yeah <laughs> definitely so um with that is there anything you want to say oh where they could find you at too by the way on Instagram yeah so uh yeah so a man at a time uh was released in June um and that's available on all major like music sources so apple music amazon music youtube music um where else pandora um spotify uh and soundcloud for just like easy access as well um so buddha the thai buddha, buddha thai b u d d h a h a dash t y buddha thai um and then a man out of time is the name of the album so you can find it all those sources and then my social media uh the one that i've uh, just started up actually with the release of this album is buddha bladesmith that's my instagram and uh, i will post a lot of like upcoming shows and events on there um you know um videos and images of of me doing in-studio rehearsals performances uh you name it you know and uh, i i do have a website i'm working on it though ultimately when it's ready it will be com. i've bought the, do the domain name um but i just need to finish actually making the site um, but that will be available pretty soon word, word. and uh that's pretty much where i'm at yeah. well, it was great to have you on the show and we're going to end it with one of your songs in the la in the last segment would be middle way can you explain to us before we go a little bit about the song i can yes yes um, the middle way was, I'm calling it the single off of the album because I think it means the most to me and it really just, it's kind of encompasses everything that the album's about within one song. The middle way, uh, is, is more of like a Buddhist concept. It's, you know, the finding you're the middle way or the middle path is, uh, it's all about balance. And I feel like life is about balance and it's, it's about not accepting everything or denying everything, but finding what makes sense in, in all realms and, you know finding what works for you and creating that that middle path that balance uh for yourself and your life 
and what you do and, and even down to what you think and what you say. Um, and I wrote that song when I was really starting to finally take, you know, the creation of this album more seriously being like, I'm really, I'm going to do this. I'm going to make this a great album and I want to pass on a message. Uh, so I disappeared, uh, (laughs) isolated myself on the Cape for a while, you know, um, stayed with, uh, stayed with my mom. She has a property out there and, uh, spent two days just sitting and doing nothing else, but like writing and thinking and like tapping into myself um, and ended up that's the song that I wrote and so it's about sort of my struggle trying to figure out what it is that I want to do how you know how I want to think about myself and how I want to go forward with my life and then sort of the re- realization of what that is uh, and ultimately it's a positive message so you know you'll hear it in the hook like um, you know you know let a life turn it up now it's time to turn it down feel my feet upon the ground here and now a sacred place like just stop and focus on what you're doing now and uh, and move forward from there, you know. With that being said, that was Bang Radio right there. And um, we're going to end that with the end of the segment with Midway by Buddha Thai. So this is Bang Radio for another episode. Catch you next Friday. Love you all. Peace. Peace. To my devices, yeah. Homie, how you living? Hey, I've been living way too loud. Allow the life to turn it up. Now it's time to turn it down. Feel my feet upon the ground. Here and now, a sacred place. Inhale, exhale, blazing trails the middle way. Homie, how you living? Hey, I've been living way too loud. Allow the life to turn it up. Now it's time to turn it down. Feel my feet upon the ground. Here and now, a sacred place. Inhale, exhale, blaze trails the middle way.
mind comment tuned in to the art of craft and barrel age production yo i hope it's not for nothing late night discussions that i once had as a younger lad of time space and its function and how my hands can help construct it destroy an era where the most high is a dollar bill corrupting sense of innocence and fabricating cheap thrills so we keep it real and hella raw like sawmills pockets these to rock crowds catastrophically ill so chill son chill son pure product triple distilled bomb heads with missiles positive that real going off road crossroads apocalyptic feels the mission of magician to be flipping over mass bill that's why we came and game with strange ways to free minds are busy i'm a being flying out of space to see time extended mental stamina to speak completed rhymes through the heat of stars carved out from divine homie how you living hey i've been living way too loud allowed a life to turn it up now it's time to turn it down feel my feet upon the ground here and now a sacred place inhale exhale blazing trails the middle way homie how you living hey living way too loud allowed a life for turning up now it's time to turn it down feel my feet upon the ground here and now a sacred place inhale exhale blaze trails the middle way I'm out here in Boston, 94.9, Zoom Mix Radio, Bang Radio with Lou Bangers. Thanks for tuning in.